welcome back to another foresee your future podcast as always thank you for tuning into me because i am tuned into you so where have i been where have i been well let me tell you over these past couple of weeks i have been dealing with a lot and trying to learn how to channel my energy into things that deserve my energy uh i had came down from hosting a conference i preserved and put all of my energy into that conference mainly because it was the first time that i had led an event that was officially sponsored by my university it was all paid for by my university i did the communications on it i did the executing on it i did everything that you could think of for this conference and truthfully i think that it turned out well uh it's not really something that i feel like i did my best in considering all the programming i have done in my life but I think that I did pretty good. And the speaker, she was impeccable. She was wonderful. And she really said some things that stuck with me and really led to me not even posting the pre recorded episodes that I did have. So, for starters, I want for all my conversation with you all to be as authentic and genuine as possible so i probably won't release them i might i don't know but in the conversation or not the conversation the presentation that this woman gave she talked about a fuel stop and if you don't know what a fuel stop is um i guess my interpretation on what she told us was that fuel stops are where you go to replenish for yourself. So the same way that you stop at gas stations to put fuel in your car so that your car can run again, run smooth, run good, you know, despite everything else that could go wrong with a car, a fuel stop is for you. And she asked, what what are y'all's fuel stops? And uh, some people answered, um, me, I took it as a rhetorical question and i just kind of i pondered on it and i thought about it and i came up with a couple of answers one of those things for me well two of those things i guess i'll make it into two parts my family and my friends i am family oriented all the way like i know that i don't have the best upbringing i didn't have the best upbringing and my family we still got problems but I love them. I love the unconditional love that my family has. My family, despite all the the mess talking and the drama and the personal, you know, the addictions, the all of that, despite all that, one thing that my family is going to do is love you. Despite what they don't like, they are going to love you. And for me, that's just kind of like a philosophy that I feel like that I've lived out and I carry out in my day-to-day life with my friends as well as my family and upon people that I meet. I always want to make sure that people feel like home when they're with me. And so in that, it made me think, damn, I have not 
had a fuel stop. I haven't had a fuel stop in a minute for my friends or my family. And it made me start thinking about how, you know, I'm post-grad still and I'm about to be post-grad again real soon. I never fully took the time to sit and wallow in the feelings that I came to terms with 2020 during the lockdown. During that time, I became one with myself. I became whole with myself. I was praying. I was meditating. I was on a health fix where I was working out. I was doing all of these things and putting into my body all the things that I wanted for myself. And once school started back and I was dealing with certain things and I was dealing with certain people, I immediately felt the shift of all of that stuff that I was working on during that two to three month period of time, really four months, because I think the lockdown happened early March. I know it happened during what was supposed to be spring break for me. And so I felt like everything that I had worked so hard to and on had just kind of, I went, I reverted. I was dealing with a lot and you know, I've told y'all about a lot of the things that I was dealing with in 2020, especially rolling into this year. And it's crazy to think that it's August now, or it's not August, it's September. (laughs) It's September now and it's gonna be October. We almost done with this year. And I'm thinking about how far I have come, but I'm also looking at how I've reverted in a lot of the things that I've done. All the stress of last year did not stay in last year. It carried over with me into 2021 and I'm feeling it finally again because I'm having these one-on-ones with myself. I took the time to fuel myself with the things that I like, the things that I enjoy, the things that put happiness back into my spirit. Watching TV, that's something that I thoroughly enjoy because it's me. Um, I guess you can almost say that the the shows are a, a different reality for me compared to what it is that I'm living every single day. Not that what I'm living every single day is bad, it's not like terrible or anything, but I'm not in a place where I want to be. I'm sure a lot of you probably feel that way. You're not where you want to be. But hell, I'm better than where I was a year ago too. Because a year ago, I feel like I also wasn't where I wanted to be, but I'm definitely closer to where I need to be. And so I go to say all of that because again, I'm watching TV, I watch TV. I made sure to take time out of my day or time out of my week after all of that hard work that I'm putting in for, I ain't even gonna say how much I make and the hours that I put in. Hell, I'm, I'm only legally allowed to work 20 hours a week due to um, my graduate assistantship. But y'all, when I tell you I feel like I put in so much more than that and I'm not compensated for it, And when I say compensated, I mean it in all efforts. And that'll probably lead me into the next topic, the next thing I want to talk about. I need affirmation. I was talking to my friend, one of my best friends, and I was telling her how, well, I was going through for one. And, um, you know, I was just talking to her and I was asking, you know, how did you know it was time for you to leave? Like, where we reside? And... 
she was like, she prayed about it. Like she fasted for it. She did all these things for it. And that's kind of, you know, the door started opening and stuff like that. You know, she put her trust and she put her faith into God. And that's something that I've been doing lately. Um, I've taken it upon myself to make sure that I'm going to Bible study. I've been doing another thing that I love participating in choir i love to sing am i the best singer in the world no i'm not but at one point in my life i did have dreams and aspirations to go to american idol i did that was one of my favorite pastimes as a kid watching american idol uh, to the point that <laughs> to the point that my stepdad he calls me solo the singing bird and because all I would do is I walk around the house singing, I would close my door, I would sing every birthday, every holiday that you can get a gift on, I was asking for an instrument. Did I learn how to play any of them damn instruments? No. But I felt musically inclined and I actually come from a pretty musically inclined family. Are we successful musicians? Yes, that depends on who you asking. <laughs> but I come from a musically inclined family. My mom, they grew up in the church singing. I didn't grow up in the church singing, but I did at one point in time. I dedicated my my heart, my soul, my free time, my pastime to singing in my church choir as well as doing choir throughout, you know, middle school and high school until I felt like I was not poured into the way that I wanted to be poured into. So now here we go. We reverting back into what I want to originally talk to y'all about. Affirmation. When I was a kid in high school, really thinking that I was going to be one of them top-notch singers, affirmation is what I needed. I was never affirmed in my ability to sing. I was always noticed, and I was always one of those people where it was just kind of like I recognize that you have talent but you're not my favorite there's other people who they're not as talented as you but you know they're my favorite they're my teacher they're my teacher's pet they're they're this they're that for me and I could see that you because you can tell when a teacher has favorites and when people pour into others in a different way than they 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 allow themselves to pour into you and so that lack of affirmation for me actually caused me to quit choir and pursue something else that I felt like was going to be near and dear and true to my spirit, um, which is why I even came to my college in Western State. Um, I came here for athletic training and then I did that for a semester and realized like, oh my God, I do not like this. Like. I, I just don't. <laughs> I don't. It's not given what it was supposed to give or what it used to be given. It's not. And so I have based my entire decision upon coming to Midwestern State for athletic training and living on on words that two of my teachers when I was in middle school they told me about Midwestern State, and that was just kind of it. But one thing about them teachers is they believed in me. And they spoke life into me because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a degree and almost with my second degree. Well, yeah, I wouldn't. But I wasn't affirmed in what I originally had a heart, a heart goal for. I wasn't. And now with all the work that I've been putting into my job, 
I'm not being affirmed in the way that I want to be affirmed monetarily or for my spirit. I don't feel like I'm happy and I don't feel like I'm appreciated. And I think that that has what that is what has pushed me back in these couple of weeks of releasing episodes to y'all. Um, I'm just being real about it. I'm not in the right headspace or wasn't in the right headspace. I'm still kind of not, but I'm definitely coming out of whatever cloud that I was in for a while. Um, I was just keeping myself busy and I feel like all of the hard work and the time and the energy that I have been putting into stuff, I have not been, been filled back up my fuel stops I, I had not been indulging in those things and so my thing was all right one thing that I can do right now I can't see my friends I can't see my family I can't take off from work I can't you know I can't get on the road I can't do this I'm gonna watch some tv and I did <laughs> I been y'all that time when I was sick and I couldn't swallow and I was doing all that trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with me I watched tv I watched movies, I binged, I stayed up all night watching stuff that I wanted to watch, that I wanted to indulge in, and it made me feel good. It made me feel better indulging in my fuel stops. I even just recently had my family come up here and see me, and I feel even more fulfilled. I feel fulfilled in the ways that I'm not being fulfilled in the things that I'm currently pushing my energy towards it's just not it's not giving what it's supposed to give y'all it's not giving what it used to even I did a random act of kindness uh, a couple of weeks ago I'm driving first of all knowing I don't need to be spending no money I was already looking at my bank account like girl why do you keep eating out why don't you just go to the grocery store buy you some food, cook it, you know, meal prep, do what you need to do instead of, you know, spending money. So I'm like, bumpy. I'm craving an ice cream cone. It's been a hard week. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go get me, I'm going to go get me some ice cream from Brown. So I'm driving. I get to the red light. And as I'm, as I'm pulling up on the red light, so the car in front of me, they run through the, they run through it. And I'm like, you couldn't go a little bit faster before the damn light turned red so we both could have got through. But I'm like, it's okay. And then I notice there's a woman. There's a woman on the side of the road. And she has a a, box, a cardboard sign. And um, there's someone else who's with her. And I see her. She's walking up and down. And I can tell she's like coming up to the cars. And she's asking people for money. And I read the sign. And it says, I think it said like, I'm hungry or we're hungry, need food we don't have enough money to pay for rent this month or something like that and so in my mind i'm like man she ain't got no money for no food ain't nobody gave her no food ain't nobody did this ain't nobody you know i'm just thinking in my head like all right jamila like you out here talking about something you finna go to brahms and get a damn ice cream cone and these people's on the side of the road and all they wanted some food. They'll take money, but all they wanted some food. And so I'm looking again. I'm looking at her trying to figure out what the signs say. And she make eye contact with me. 
So she come up to the window and she's like, uh, she said something about money. <laughs> I think she said something about money. I said, I don't have no money. Cause I didn't. Hell. I'm looking at my bank account like, okay, so how I'm gonna pay rent and a car note and all these extra, all these extra bills that I got on my tab and I keep doing stuff like this, you know? But then I started thinking like, all right, but I do have security nets in place in case I do need help or I do need assistance. So I'm like, bro, you still going in the direction to go get you some ice cream. You can buy these people a meal. So I told her, no, nah, I ain't had no money. And she was like, what did this woman say? She looked at me and she was using her hand, like motioning, like she was eating out of a spoon. And she was like, do you have food? And I was like, no, I was like, but are you hungry? And she was like, yes. I said, okay, I can get you something to eat. I said, what do you want? Well, I said, I'm going to Brahms, what do you want? Like, what do you want to eat? She had a, she had like a hood. I don't want to. I don't want to misquote nobody's culture, but she had a head covering on, so I assumed that she was of a particular belief, and I didn't want to get her anything, and you know she can't eat it because of her belief. So I was like, "What do you? What would you like, y'all? <laughs> Why the hell she point the Chick Fil A?" And she was like, "I wanna." I said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Back it up, back it up! Don't stop!" And y'all, this is happening within about a, I don't know however long a damn red light lasts, but she said Chick-fil-A and y'all, my, my giving spirit felt like it was gonna get snatched to hell back. And I said, um, I said, nah, I said, you eat burgers? And she was like, yes. I said, okay. I said, how many burgers do you need? I said, how many people need some food? And she, she counted on her hand. I think she said like four or five or something like that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to come back and I'm going to bring you the burger. Oh, I'm missing an essential part, y'all. So she tells me Chick-fil-A and I'm, I'm like, hell no, nah, what the hell? Who got Chick-fil-A money? Because I already know it's two of y'all heads. And if I take my ass to Chick-fil-A, shit, I'm getting something too. So she was like, Chick-fil-A. And she was like, um, I can get in the car with you. I can go with you. I'm like, girl, what the hell? What the hell you need? You can get in the car. So I said, huh? Huh? She was like, I can get in the car with you. I said, what? Why she start? She said, habla espanol. I said, no. <laughs> this woman, I threw this lady off so bad. She thought that I was speaking, that I, I didn't speak English. But no, girl, I don't want you in my car. I don't know you. What do you, what you thought this was? Like, it's, now I'm in this point of my time. I'm like, bruh, why are you being weird to me? Why are you choosing to be weird to me? It's always when I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Folks want to change up and start being weird to me. I'm always, it's always the weird ones. So, again, I tell her, I say, no, y'all, y'all won't like burgers. And I take my ass over to Brahms. And I bought them the bag of burgers. I ate a burger. And I got me an ice cream cone or whatever, and I drove back by there, and I gave them their burgers. And it felt good to do. Um, I don't... It felt good to do. It did. But it made me really think about how easily that could be anybody. That could be me. That could be me on the street 
asking for food or asking for money because I can't afford rent. Like, that could be me in a blink of an eye. And so, again, that was another thing that made me really sit back and think, like, you need to start putting more into yourself. Quit putting into other people the way... Quit putting it into other people the way that you need to be putting into yourself. Because at the end of the day, when I got sick, there was only a select few people. I can count on my hand how many people checked in on me and how many people were trying to help me. Who was trying to bring me stuff. Who was trying to nurse me back to health. And it wasn't none of the damn people that I pour my energy into on a daily basis. They were not my fuel stops. Or it I needed they were my fuel stops. That's what I meant to say. And so, yeah. I did that random act of kindness and it was like God was showing me, Jamila, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? For real. And now here I am. I'm like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. But that speaker, that event that I put all my heart and my hard work, tears, and all of that into, it gave me exactly what it needed to give me without me realizing I need to be more conscientious of fueling back into myself. I need to start pouring back into me the way that I pour into other people. That's really it. And I think that that's something that I feel like a lot of people should hear. Stop pouring into other people when you need to pour into yourself. What are you going to do when you have nothing else to give? Because you all, you you on E. You not even on F. You ain't even, you know, and my car does this thing. And you know what, I let it do it for a couple of days. <laughs> I'm so bad. I let it do it for a couple of days where... I didn't even realize I had been running in this car for so long to the point I was on E until it started beeping. It was like, you're on E. And usually I can see how many miles I can go. And y'all, it stopped showing me. And I feel like that's how my, that's what my body literally did to me over these past couple of weeks and why I just was not myself and I'm still not myself. And it's not helping that I do have seasonal depression. A couple of weeks ago or maybe a month ago or so I kept asking my friends I was like do y'all do y'all feel the the shift in the weather like do y'all feel it not in regard to the weather but it's something about the seasons they all feel different not temperature wise or smell wise or nothing like that but like I feel it how people say they can feel when it rains. I feel it in my body. And I always know when this time of the year is coming because I feel it. And instantaneously my whole body shifts with it. And so I feel like I'm falling into a seasonal depression. And so I'm continuing to put my energy into other things so that I can keep busy. And that's not good that's not good because while I'm doing that I'm not taking care of myself but after all of that uh, I'm taking care of myself I'm doing the things that I need to do I actually just recently bought a gym membership 
and I'm back in the gym. Look, I'm back in the gym. It's only been one day. I went to the gym one day. But I plan to try to be pretty consistent about it because after that doctor's visit, when I uh, went to the little clinic or whatever, and I was like, hey, I think I got strep. Can y'all test me? Um, I already got the, you know, I already got the COVID test or whatever. I'm just waiting on my results. But I really don't think it's that. My symptoms not aligning. But, you know, I just want to be precautious. Y'all, first of all, I don't know if any of so, listeners, <laughs> I'm not a small girl. I'm not a small girl at all. Um, last time I was small, I was like seven years old, probably maybe six years old, seven years old. And um, one of my most annoying, like something that I just hate, I hate going to doctor's offices because every time I go in there, they always got something to say about my weight. You know, the first thing they make you do when you when you go into them, they make you stand on the scale, then they take your blood pressure, and they do, they do all of the, the works. But every time I get on that scale, I be like, damn, I know they finna have some music. They gonna tell me, you're morbidly obese. Like, damn, morbid? Morbid? Now I done seen, this ain't, I'm not body shaming nobody, but I, I, I know some morbidly obese people. Am I really one of them? Maybe the doctor said so, but damn, you know, the obesity part for me, the the body shaming, that for me was always something that deterred me. And so when I went to the doctor, the lady she was like, uh, you know, step on the scale. I got a degree in exercise physiology. I know all of this stuff. I step on this scale, so I take off my shoes and stuff. I take my keys and stuff out my pocket. I'm like, I don't need no extra weight when I get on this damn scale. So. So y'all, I step on this scale, and immediately, I'm like, damn, what the heck, girl, what type of KGs is this? So, you know, I get off, she's like, okay, cool, I get off the scale, I put my shoes on, I go in the room, and I'm sitting, and I put my phone across the room, so I put my phone and my keys across the room, and I'm sitting on a little chair, whatever, and she's like, alright, I'm finna swab you, and da 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 and I'm like, alright, I was like, you finna put that in my throat? She was like, yeah, but in my mind, I'm steady thinking like, damn, them numbers on that scale, boy. Ain't no way. I don't even remember the last time I looked at a scale, but ain't no way. Ain't no way. I'm at my biggest that I've ever been. So, she put the little thing in my throat. She was like, uh, she said something about you was gonna choke or something whenever I would feel it, essentially. Whenever she she swabbed me and it did what it had to do and so she put it in there and i i gagged and i choked on her ass and i was like i'm sorry she was like it's okay and i'm thinking like i want to ask you like was your scale in kgs or was that in pounds because if that shit was in pounds miss girl what so for five minutes i'm waiting on the strip test to come back i'm like all right so i stand up and i get my phone and i'm putting in these numbers and i'm like you know, I'm trying to translate them over to KGs. And the number I kept on getting in KGs was even bigger. So I'm like, what is, what, what, am I, am I tripping? Do I not remember what metric scale system we use in America? Like doctors, you know, do I not remember? Y'all, it finally hit me later that night. The, the scale was in pounds. And that was me. 
I was in denial all damn day trying to make an excuse on, you know, why I felt like them numbers wasn't me. But now them damn numbers was me. And that, that right there had me crying all night. <laughs> For real. It really put me in a funk because I'm like, how did I get here? Like, how did I end up here? And why ain't nobody said nothing? And why I haven't seen nothing? Like, why haven't I seen it in my body? Why haven't I seen it? Now, I must say, that's the denial. Because my pants have been fitting quite tight. And there's some pictures that are of me on the interwebs that, you know, I'm looking at them like, oh, mm, that was a bad angle. I wish you ain't take that picture. But I didn't realize that that number was going to do so much damage to me. Um, it really, like, had affected my self-esteem and stuff. And, like, I hadn't been wanting to go out. Um, I still have not been wanting to go out. I don't want to go to parties. I don't want to do nothing because I just don't feel... I don't feel like me. I don't feel like me, y'all. And that's just me being honest. I don't feel like me. And that's another thing that's just been keeping me from recording. I'm not feeling like myself. And I'm not feeling like I can be honest about the things. But what is honesty if you can't talk about the good and the bad? This just so happens to be a bad period in my life where I'm recognizing things about myself. I'm going through this seasonal depression. I'm going through all of these stressors. I'm putting into people and not putting back into myself. There's people who expect things out of me. They recognize my talents. They recognize the, the love that I have and the love that I give. And they suck me dry. There's nothing else that they give me. They expect it. It's not something that they see as, oh, she's doing this out of the kindness of her heart. It's that they expect me to do these things. And so I really just have not been feeling like myself. I haven't. And almost to the point where, because I'm not being affirmed in things, I'm learning to let shit go. If it is not for me, I'm letting it go. Like, I'm at the point where I'm a caring person. But when I'm done caring, it is a wrap. Like, for real. And <laughs> that's so bad to say. But I give a lot of myself before I finally decide that I'm going to call it quits or that it's a wrap or that I'm, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I'm done. And so I just feel like I'm at the point where people are really, or they really have put me in this space of, mm, yeah, you might want to just do you. Don't worry about everybody else. Everybody else going to figure it out. Because if it's one thing that I do, I figure it out. I make things do with what they got to do. Shit. I damn near... I don't turn lemons. I don't take lemons and turn them into lemonade. I give you a whole damn margarita at that point. But I'm at this point, like I've said 20, 11 times in the past minute. <laughs> I'm at this point where I just, I'm focusing on me. I'm focusing on me and I'm doing for me. I'm focusing on my health, my weight 
man when i tell you that <laughs> that scale broke my spirit that's uh, it broke my damn spirit them allergies they took me out my body was finally catching up with everything else that i had been doing like i had been on 10 and when i finally was able to slow down you know all of those symptoms started hitting me i'm better now i am and i'm surrounding myself around people who can positively affirm me in the ways that i want to be affirmed as well as pour into me the way that i pour into them and so i just want to share that with y'all i wanted to be real about why i have been going especially if y'all were looking for me you know, life, life really does happen. And sometimes we just, we all we can do is just kind of go with it, go with it. And I, I remember I told somebody, but I need to take my own advice. I have survived all my worst days. There was a point in time where my worst days, they was like, <laughs> you know, it felt like I was never gonna see the light at the end of the tunnel or I don't, I don't like that analogy that sound that sound like death you know but <laughs> it felt like I was never gonna be able to see the sky like ever it felt like I was so far in the tunnel I just wasn't coming out but I survived all of those days and so for that I'm grateful I'm thankful for all the friends and the family that I have in my life I'm thankful for me <laughs> and you know being able to really just sit back and be honest and be truthful with others but also being truthful and honest with myself so i will catch y'all next time as always thank y'all so much for tuning into another foresee your future podcast episode and i will see y'all when i see y'all because I am always going to be tuned into you, even when I take my breaks. Y'all be blessed. <laughs>